Good afternoon, everyone. I hope you've still got a little bit more perk left in this afternoon that you're not totally worn out or in information overload. As you've probably heard this afternoon from my colleagues, we're already doing some fantastic things on the learning place using the Janus and communication tools. So what Natalie and I would like to do this afternoon is just to share four more stories with you about how... Um, four successful stories about how we've been using the Janison's communication tools on the learning place. These are the four stories we're going to share today, and the first one I'm going to start off with is Lote Through the Learning Place. Now, a year or so ago, uh, we had a teacher in Townsville. Paul's a fantastic Japanese teacher, and um, his students were doing really well in class, and he just wanted to give them an extra online component to give the students an extra avenue to increase their language skills in the classroom. So rather than, you know, giving them extra speech studies or something like that, he decided that because he'd worked in Japan and he had some contacts over there, he would, he would you know, suss out and see if um, he, would, he could, you know, do a bit of a link-up between the students in Japan and his students. So I know this all got under control because he had some contacts over there. So Paul linked up once a week with his class and the class in Japan for a 90-minute um, chat. So these kids got into the chat room and we're conversing. And the wonderful part about the Janison's chat room tool is that it can accept the Microsoft Global IME, which allows the students in Australia to actually type in Japanese. So not only were the students talking to Japanese students over in Japan about what they were doing in their studies or what they actually did in their country, they're actually typing in Japanese, therefore enriching what they were currently doing in class. So it was value-adding to what they were actually doing. So as you can see from the quote there... The students were that enthralled with it. It was actually an after-school project, or not a project, but actually stayed after school for the, you know, the minimal time zone difference between the two countries to participate in the chat. Now, I don't know how many of you have actually had trouble trying to keep a student after school to get them to interact in an activity unless they actually enjoy it. And these kids actually rather than just staying behind after school to participate in these chats. They actually were beating down the teacher's door the day before the school holidays, making sure that the teacher could come in over the two weeks' holiday in between so they could still participate in that chat. So I don't know about you, but I definitely think that's integrating that into the students' learning. Um, what came out of that? It was real-world learning, and it also gave them peer critiquing. So if you've ever learnt a language, which I've had a lot of trouble in, I'm assuming it's a lot easier when you have the ability to bounce off someone whose native language that is. So that's what these kids were doing. The students in Japan were actually critiquing the English students' ability to write with the language and therefore giving them the background knowledge about how things should be formed. And you can also see that Paul built it as an, you know, integrated into his work units as well. So that's just one of the really great stories that we've um, you know, used on the learning plate. So... I'll hand over to Natty to tell the next story. Great. Can I just ask anybody in the audience, who's actually spent Christmas in a country besides Australia? Yep. Um, can I have a call from the gentleman with the maroon shirt? Where did you spend your Christmas? Um, England. England? Anybody else? Yep, over there? Argentina. What was the most amazing thing about spending Christmas in Argentina? Just one thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and London, what was the, the, the main thing that you loved about London? Like, did it snow? Like, did it feel like Christmas is in the cartoons? Oh, okay. Has anybody actually had a white Christmas? Yeah, lady in the red shirt. Where was your white Christmas? And how did that make you feel? Like, remember the feeling when you were there? 
did you just see that? Oh, it's snow and exciting. That's what we want to pass on and share with our students. What we actually did this year, and we've actually been running it now for three years, is Christmas Around the World. And that exact excitement and the realism of those feelings is what we want to share with the students. We actually had 21 guests from around the world. We did 37 sessions. We're actually doing it. It's still currently running. It started on Monday and it goes through till next Wednesday. Um, Over 40 Queensland schools are participating with over 500 participants. So, and we actually had to stop saying, no, no more, no, sorry, not quick enough, you couldn't get in, you can't participate this year, but next year, you know, keep your eyes out. So we've been running it for three years and that's how popular it's actually grown. One of the other things that's fantastic about online guests is that if you actually get a guest to come into the classroom, it's normally a little bit like this. You stand out the front and I go, blah, 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 and at the end you get to ask me some questions. But the wonderful thing about online guests is as soon as the guest gets in the room, bang, you get interaction with the students. They're engaged because straight away they're popping questions here, there, everywhere, and they're on the board. Because my question first, mine, mine, mine. And it's all go, go, go. So they're engaged and interacting straight away. Now, I just want to go through a couple of little examples in some of the, the chats that we've had so far. We had one on Monday. And can I get everybody to actually have a look? You'll see the bottom picture, and it's got like a little ice cave and a little ice tent. Can anybody guess what's actually in the little ice cave that's just been made? Anybody? Yes. (laughs) Now, why did that picture of a toilet come up in the middle of a chat? I'd just like to read you a little excerpt. Joyce, Lee and Amber, how do you go to the toilet? They asked Barry. Guest, Barry from Antarctica. Whilst on station, we have normal toilet facilities. But when we are off station, we have to bring all our waste back to the station for disposal. That includes all toilet waste. The photo shows the drum and the plastic bag needed when using the toilets. So not only do these kids learn exactly what this guy has to do, but they actually get to see exactly how he has had to do it in Antarctica. (laughs) Like last week. Not just yesterday, last week. So isn't that just amazing of what you can actually bring to the classroom? Now, as you can see, I get a bit passionate, but one thing I absolutely love, and this is my favourite aha moments, and you know aha moments just like warm the little cockles of your heart. It was the first Christmas around the world chat, and it was with a gentleman in Saudi Arabia. He was an Australian working over, and he was in a compound, and, you know, we were asking things like, you know, It was um, the year after 9-11, so, you know, everybody was asking, like, do you have Christmas carols and, you know, do you have Christmas decorations? He's going, no, you know, we keep that all really low-key, really silent, you know, whatever. And then this one year four male student, he asked, what day is Christmas over there? And the guy responded, 25th of December. And the student wrote back, same here. (laughs) Like, now that is my, like... And that time I was actually working from home and my husband, well, he wasn't my husband then, but my husband was there, or whoever he was, he was there, <laughs> he was there with me and we both just had that, that, oh, that ah moment coming through that you just cannot repeat, that you just, you know, you can't have that. And in a chat session, now, I can't remember what school this, general, this young student was from, 
But he had his own learning experience through his own inquiries. And that, to me, is just priceless. Sorry, Sly. <laughs> it's just so exciting, our job. It's one of the reasons why we love doing it. All right, so the next story I'm going to share has got quite a few of those little aha moments that Natalie's been talking about. What I'm going to share is um, the camp blog. We have um, mentors around, the, around Queensland, and basically these mentors have one day a week where they can go out and encourage pe- teachers in schools to use the communication tools or any other tool on the learning place and involve it in their classroom to give it a bit of a rich ICT feel. So the one I'm going to share with you at the moment is about some students who went on a camp. Now, our mentor out in Emerald, Judy Lanham, she's a fantastic lady. She's been working with the teachers in her school and getting them to use the Janison's communication tools, and she talked one teacher into using a blog. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever sent kids on camp, but they are so inquisitive. You know, the questions, as you can see there in the first box, what time do we have to go to bed and why do we have to go to bed? So the kids can be extremely inquisitive. You know, what, what if there's a hailstorm when we're on the bus? So the blog that... They actually set up a few blogs within a project room and these gave the kids the opportunity a week beforehand to ask all the questions they wanted to ask about the bus trip, about whether or not they were going to get to watch Australian Idol, about whether or not they were going to be able to choose the people they could sit with, what the bus ride was going to be like and um, could we take a little alarm clock to wake ourselves up just in case we forget to wake up. So these are the sorts of, you know, fears, inhibitions, nervousness that the kids actually portrayed in this blog, knowing full well that everyone could see it. So they thought, we'll take this blog one step further. So rather than just, you know, finding out what their pre-camp jitters were and finding out, you know, ways to sort of soothe them and give them more information about what they're actually going to be doing, they thought, well, why don't we do a blog while the students are away? You know, we're coming down to Brisbane from Emerald. We're going from Yapoon, down the coast, down to Brisbane, so surely there'll be internet connectivity, no dramas whatsoever. And I thought, well, rather than the kids just posting what they're doing on there, why don't we give the parents in the schools access to this blog so they can have some connection with their children while they're away? Because, you know, kids camps, they probably get about five seconds to ring their parents and say, hi, mum, I'm still alive. So this was a way of getting the students and the parents to connect while they're away. So as you can see here, we found out exactly what these students cared about at home. Is my goat all right? Is Dad playing my PlayStation? And has my shark died? So these little things that the kids, obviously, country children, so they're obviously, you know, these are things that are close to their heart and want to know that are okay while they're gone. So, um, yeah, it worked really well. The kids couldn't wait to jump on. They were posting morning and night so that the parents could see what they were doing. They were uploading photos on the go because of the photo attachments that you can put onto the blog. So it was really giving the kids a sense of a real-life diary coming to life while they're away in Brisbane. And the parents actually got on as well. So you can see here that obviously some students had some inhibitions about going to camp, but they didn't actually let on to the um, teachers. So you can see there the PS. I bet you're glad you went now. So obviously they're having some real issues about going on camp, a, do, a new and different experience that you know they were going to have to face by themselves. And you can see the kids um, were keeping up to date with Dancing with the Stars and the Home and Away you know episodes that the parents were posting because that's obviously what the kids are watching and passing on hugs to Nana. So it was really giving the kids a sense that. Well, even though they had travelled all the way from Emerald and come down to Brisbane, they were still close to home by, you know, bringing that community back down to them so they weren't off in a faraway land far from home. So it really gave them that experience of being there with, with each other. Cool. 
Okay. Have you had a rest from me yet? Are you ready for another dose? <laughs> Maybe not. My next favourite one that I want to talk about is the BSD Careers Expo. BSDE stands for Brisbane School of Distance Education. Now, the reason that I really liked this one is that the way that it was prepared. It was, now all of these projects that I've been talking about are run by teachers and schools. Christmas Around the World was run by Julianne Savellan, or is being run by Julianne Savellan, and she's a teacher librarian in Ingham. This BSDE was run by two teachers, Robin Krusky and Karen Edwards, and they're teachers both at the Brisbane School of Distance Education. At the Learning Place, we actually support these teachers in anything they need to help to make it run or make this uh, a particular event a great event. Like Carolyn and Jim were saying, with all the moderation and all the behind-the-scenes things, those things are critical. With this particular one, it was a voluntary exercise again. They sent out information to all the senior students in distance ed and they said, okay, careers time, senior students, who would you like to grow up to be? Sort of thing. So they had all these, you know, I want to work in TV, I want to do this, I want to be an aeronautical engineer and so on and so on. They took the data, they found the guests. We had, how many guests did we have? We had 37 sessions with 54 guests. The senior students' behaviour was impeccable. Not only was it impeccable, what was interesting to see is that these students appreciated this kind of, uh, these kinds of events so much. They modelled and practised exemplary behaviour. And what I mean by exemplary behaviour, normally in a chat, people are just firing questions everywhere. So you've got, I don't know, 16, 20 participants all firing at one guest. There was one student in there who thought, this is getting a bit much for our guest. And the student, not the teacher, the student goes, stop, 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 let our guest answer the questions. Now, how often do you actually see senior students really taking on the role of a really responsible and, I guess, caring person in the, in the, the chat room? They're not in there to go, but, 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 did you, know, did you see Johnny? Oh, he's terrible today. Everybody in there really appreciated the ability to actually get online and talk to someone who could actually explain anything about possible career paths. The other thing that I wanted to, to quickly touch on was with BSDE Kids, there's another thing that Karen Edwards runs is the book club. And once again, it's voluntary. Kids go on and they talk about different books. What happens is these kids appreciate it so much that if a new student joins the book club and they start rubbishing and talking about MSN and, you know, new albums that have come out or the clothes or the fashion or whatever, these other kids shut them down. How wonderful is that? Because normally people expect chat rooms to be just rowdy and kids to be naughty and do whatever they want. But these are examples of where students have actually learnt that behaviour in a chat room is exactly the same as behaviour in a classroom. And it's really nice to see. Now, that's about it for us. So we've got a couple of minutes, have we? Two minutes for questions. Does anybody want to know anything? Well, how do you go about getting a lot of these guests? Do you know what? It's so easy. Um, Barry from Antarctica, I think, has done 20 chats this year. He's, um, I think he comes home in March, so I think there's another couple we could get out of him before he comes back. It's as simple as picking up a phone and just asking. You would be surprised how willing, pe willing people are to come online and actually help out kids when they know it's for an educational purpose. Do you know the Greedy Goose who won that um, Channel 7 restaurant rules? 
Um, Karen Edwards from um, BSD called up. She goes, oh, can you do an online chat for hospitality for kids? On. She'd never met them before, didn't know them, and they were more than happy to come on. Um, Channel 7 person, no, Channel 9 personalities, more than happy. The assistant to the news director, just a simple phone call, an email. AMA president, uh, the Premier Peter Beattie, he was on, and um, students actually got to talk to him about being a politician. Simple as a phone call, and as Sonny said, more than happy. Some people will say no. Some people will ask for money. just depends on their industry, like um, maybe struggling authors and artists. <laughs> but um, normally, normally they're more than happy. The great thing about this is that previously, if you actually had to come and chat in front of a group, transport, time, meeting the principal, meeting the teacher, getting in, doing your chat, getting out the door, driving home. With an online chat, they sit at their desk, normally sit at their workstation. Two minutes before they're online, they get on. Half an hour chat. Bang, it's off, it's finished, they're back to work. No travelling time, no introductions, no dressing up, nothing. And it hasn't really interrupted their work days, so you know, their managers don't mind. And we've even had people participate in their Ugg boots. Do you limit the amount of students in the chat room? Yeah, we do, depending on the event and the purpose. I think Carolyn and Jim were saying today they normally like about 15, 16. Christmas around the world were a little bit more liberal because there was such a high demand and such limited guests. Careers Expo, we cut it down to 10 because these students really wanted their questions answers because they had a real specific um, purpose to going into that chat room because they wanted to be a doctor or they wanted to go into a particular trade. So we limited it to 10 and 10 was a good number for that particular um, chat series, online event. Yes, please. also point out, but for the younger students, that's actually a brilliant way to actually include them because you, it, can you imagine like having four cohorts of grade twos trying to type questions in? It might be easy if you do have a data show and they nominate the questions and you as the teacher type on their behalf. I think that's... What we, what we do do is put them into past... Uh, we have a different, little bit of a different interface. Is that right, Tim, than most people? Oh, okay. Well, we have like a past events section and then we take the, um, the, the chat transcript and pop it into the more information so when people go online they can actually read the transcripts. Or we can pop them into professional learning communities that we have and we can have a whole series of past transcripts. I think he's trying to push us off the yeah, stage. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm nearly off. I'm, I'm going sure down the stairs. We'd love to answer questions over drinks this afternoon, yes. but we will. Just get moving so we can wrap up the day. Thank you very much. Yes. Obviously, enthusiasm. <laughs> 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 <laughs>